And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. Yeah, great question. You are the power. And you do not need anybody's permission. Great question. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. That is literally a brilliant question. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OutofLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Our featured guest this evening is someone from our past. We've had her on two years ago. She's got a great new book. But before we begin, I just want to apologize for not getting any other shows up this month so far. We definitely have some more coming. I'm not a person who gives excuses, but I do feel you deserve an explanation. Actually, there's a few. One of them is that I am old. I am old, and I had a, a major back injury. And it's not because I was saving a school bus full of children or you know, did something very heroic. No, the reason why is because my head is too heavy for my neck. It's not some joke. I went to three different doctors and they said, your head is like a Jurassic Park head. It's putting too much pressure on your neck and that is why you are having the back pain. So I literally have to do exercises to remove the fat from my face, I guess, to do it. Now... My wife, upon hearing this, you know, she's very sympathetic. She immediately changes the ringtone on my phone to Jurassic Park. (laughs) I love her. Another reason is my PR business. I'm the co-founder of a a PR firm. We're really busy. I mean, things are just, I can't even describe it. And I wanted to ask you, I've never asked this before, but if any of you out there have PR or marketing experience, or you happen to be responsible and very sharp, please, please send me an email, ryan at outerlimitsradio.com, and write in the subject line that you know that you heard about this on the air because we're definitely growing. And one of the things we did this past weekend was we taped a pilot for a TV show for one of our clients, and it is matter that is so dark. Like We found somebody who has the largest collection of serial killer memorabilia in the in history. So there are letters from serial killers and memorabilia. I, I mean, it's it's bizarre, right? It sounds twisted. Like, why you're probably asking why am I even mentioning it? I'm just telling you because it happened. So one of our clients is a psychologist, and he's analyzing this, and he's presenting this. But as soon as we were done with the taping, man, I ran right to my friend Lisa McGarity. She's a psychic. She's been on our show before. And I said, Lisa, you have to sage me down. So she got two things to sage. And we're like, sage me down because I don't want to touch any of that stuff. I always think that if you come in contact with items that have a negative energy, just you know, get away from it. So that's what I've been up to lately. And I would love to hear what you've been up to lately. So please send me an email. You know, even give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Our future guest this evening is somebody who I have a lot of respect for. She's very sweet, and I'm so happy to see that she's being so successful. Let us begin tonight's program. Welcoming back to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth is Miss Kim Russo. She is a highly sought-after psychic medium, 
and she's appeared on A&E's hit series, The Paranormal State, Psychic Kids. She's also appeared on Biographies Channel's Celebrity Ghost Stories, and she has a new book called Your Sole Purpose, How to Access the Light Within. Ms. Russo, welcome back to the program. It's right on to have you with us. Oh, thank you for having me back. How are you? I'm doing unbelievable, and I have to tell you something. I commend you for presenting yourself as the happy medium, somebody who's very uplifting, because when somebody comes up to me and they says, I say, I'm feeling happy, I'm like, wait till you hit 40. I try to bring them down. I try to test their resolve, but you, <laughs> you remain happy. So how do you do it? Yes. How, how do you keep, how do you remain positive when you're dealing with people who are coming to you with a lot of issues? And you've got the dead talking to you on a regular basis. Like, how do you how do you manage to, to find the happiness with all that uh, a lot that going on? Well, that's not to say that I don't I don't I am not in my human form, and I have my own share of uh, days where I get down. But I try not to stay there too long. With I think a lot has to do with uh, the knowledge that I've accumulated of, about how what they've shown me, the way things work in the universe, and that there is a divine plan. If you can really just keep in mind that everything is very temporary, and what may be happening today will be fleeting tomorrow, because I do believe energy never stays the same. It's always moving. It's always changing. And I do believe we have the ability to turn a bad mood into the good mood. It's a matter of choice. And people seem to forget that. I even forget that. And then I remind myself, uh, you know, I was just recently in, in an altercation with a woman or she tried to bring me down in such a way in a public place where she was just not a nice woman. And it's a long story. But in that exact moment, I was the New Yorker was about to come out in me and the Long Islander <laughs> and the Italian side of me. And I almost really let her have it. And then I just thought about it, and I said, but this is exactly what she's looking for, and I'm not going to give it to her. So I took her power away, and I empowered myself in that moment, and it felt even better. So sometimes you just have to change everything up on its head and see what happens. How's that for an answer? <laughs> I think that's a great answer, and I have to say that I, you're probably, you, with your power, you probably use it a lot more responsible, responsibly than I would because if I was in an altercation with a person – and they were saying, well, you're stupid. I was like, well, I just talked to your father who's dead. And he says that when you were a kid, you were ugly. No, I would probably like, utilize that. <laughs> oh, well, there's a code of ethics now. <laughs> and, and I have to say, I'm, I'm sure there are some mediums and psychics out there that can use this gift for manipulation. And um, that, that, that's a really sad story. But it does happen. But I think in any, any occupation or, or life purpose, uh, lawyers, uh, doctors, wherever, whoever you are, I think there's good and bad in a, any career. I'm sure that there are all different types. Now, when you communicate with people who are not in the physical form, do you actively seek out people who are on the other side that would be considered sages or... Because I'm like wondering, when you communicate with people, I know that there are certain people that are on a certain frequency. So if you talk to the average person... And the Correct. society today, like they, maybe they're, they're they're regurgitating what is considered to be conventional wisdom of the collective at the time. But do you ever come across people who have passed that were considered sages of their time, people who are advanced teachers, 
And I'm wondering, if so, do you actively seek them out, or how do you how do you come across those people? I do not actively seek them out, except when I'm uh, in prayer and meditation. And some of the time, I just ask for their assistance and their wisdom, but I don't seek them out in a conversation to have them channel through me per se. Uh, but yes, I have encountered higher, higher, you know, beings that I feel. Uh, I can tell when the information is coming through, in a, either in a reading or sometimes I do automatic reading. I don't do that as much as I used to, where the higher being will manipulate the pen and I'll just filter and channel through the, the writing. But usually when someone passes away uh, that I know, someone close to me, I usually receive a poem, a very, very uplifting poem and i i do feel this comes from the higher realms because it's it just filters in as so beautifully it rhymes and it has information about the person that i necessarily don't even know so that's that's one way where they they contact me but i do invoke such beings as uh, archangel michael for a lot with protection you know i do a lot of work that i need protection and I encourage everybody, even just living in this world, you need protection. So so the fact that I do invoke his energy around me, a lot of people that are seers uh, or have this ability, they actually do see him around me. And I, and I do feel that it's because I, I do invite him in. Uh, and they do want to be asked to, to, you know, for help. So I, I do when when I feel the need for extra protection or power or something to help aid me. Yes, I do call them in, but not in the sense of, uh, oh wow, just I need a channeled message from you so I can give it to the world. Those things seem to happen spontaneous, and I welcome it when it does happen. Sure. So in our ever-changing world, we seem to have all these different technologies. There seems to be Wi-Fi all around us. We seem to have a changing environment where maybe it's more polluted than what it once was. I'm wondering, do our environment, do the environmental circumstances have any impact on a person's ability to send or receive information? I'm wondering if you are in contact, other people are in contact with beings that are not of the non-physical world, does our ability to receive those messages get twisted or contorted in any way, shape, or form based on the health of our receptors, based on, based on the health of our bodies that could be influenced by, let's say, the 5G or the Wi-Fi or environmental factors? Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, the electromagnetic fields in general. You know, the, the spiritual beings are made up of that energy, the pure electromagnetic energy. So I feel, and if it's just common sense, I like to probably break it down into layman's terms. If you're putting all types of chemicals in your body and you're breathing in toxic chemicals from from the globalization, which we all are, we can't avoid it, and they're they're really you know coming at us with this 5G, and I think pretty soon, if we have any type of internet, that's going to be the only kind that they will offer. And they're putting up these towers all over the place. So when you think about keeping your vibration high as opposed to keeping it low with eating toxic foods, drinking alcohol, taking a lot of pharmaceuticals, 
if you just think about the fact that it it sort of just weighs you down vibrationally, it makes sense. It's like a clogged filter. So, you know, a lot of this stuff, a lot of the aluminum that's out in the, in the air and in our water and a lot of pharmaceuticals that we take, and some of us have to take them, you know, for high blood pressure or whatever to keep, to keep up, uh, ourselves alive, uh, although I do believe in alternative uh, supplements and whatnot, but that's a whole other interview. But the fact of the matter is the, the lighter you can keep your thoughts as well as your, the cells in your body and the cleaner and the fresher and more toxic-free, because I believe thoughts can be very toxic as much as physical toxins. So, yes, that can keep, uh, keep your vibration down dense and low and then like attracts like so you know if if you go to a psychic medium and they just had the biggest fight with their husband let's just say i don't think that's the best the best time to have a reading um (laughs) unless that medium has the ability to completely separate their emotional from what they're filtering in because again like attracts like and if i go to a any type of medium or you see one that doesn't have their own life in order and they're, you know, look like a disaster and they, you know, have uh, all kinds of bad things in their life. I don't know that's the best example because, again, you want to vibrate with the same or a similar frequency as your own. So I believe, though, that when we do live this life, we, we automatically attract who we are, right? So... And so you if, know, you, if you're somebody who's who's bringing in people in your life that are making you crazy, is that like a direct reflection on you? Saying, look, you know, it, very well, it very well could be a lesson you need to learn. So if if, if somebody keeps attracting um, someone who's abusive, let's just say, uh, you know, mentally, physically, or whatever, I believe that person has an issue with self love. Just an example, okay? I'm just giving you like quick examples of where they don't have boundaries and they um they they believe they deserve this treatment. So yeah, yeah, you are a direct reflect you attract what you allow as well. So it's like does attract like. That's why you are the person you hang around with. You have to see why you do what you do. And I always tell people question your habits. Question why you do. Does it go back to your childhood? Most likely it does. My new book speaks all about um, your the soul. soul. Yeah, your soul purpose. I loved it. By the way, I, again, the book is called Your Soul Purpose, How to Access the the Light Within. And I just want to remind everyone that we forgot to mention in the beginning, but Ms. Russo's website is kimthehappymedium.com. We talk a lot about finding your soul purpose. And and your soul. And, 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 and actually, the book helps you to really look at yourself it's jam-packed with questions and quizzes that are only meant for you to take it's not you're not being graded on anything but it helps you to understand who you are how you how you actually got that way you know how you would become we've all become conditioned to our environment as young children so it's it pretty much also teaches how to break that cycle as well, and how to see who you are. And the fact that, so if I ask, I mean, if you ask anybody, who are you? Chances are they're going to reply with the roles that they've accumulated. Well, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a medium. 
But that's that's the roles you've acquired. Who really, who are you? So it, it kind of is a mind bender in that it really helps you dig deep um, and it gives you the tools and the knowledge and the insight of what my spirit guides and I, uh, the spirit world has given me throughout the years. And they actually told me to write this book where this is not a book that I was even intending on writing if you think about mediumship. But I do give a lot of examples of mediumship in a lot of the readings that I've done over the years and how these readings apply to everyday life, the lessons that these readings have given me as well as my sitters. So it's 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 chock full of yeah, a the, lot of information. Tons of information. You're talking about uh, how to open your heart, talking about the heart chakras. I thought you, know, you did have a lot of interesting points on there. So, yeah, if you are looking to delve deep, but let's talk about soul purpose for a second. If somebody wants to say, okay, what is my purpose here on life, on earth? I mean, if do you think that by searching for your soul purpose, by making it a point to try to find out what it is, you could actually, theoretically speaking, miss your purpose in life? I mean, maybe that you, maybe whatever you are doing is exactly what you should be doing. And if you decide that you want to find out what your soul purpose is, are you in any way, shape, or form hampering your capability to complete your purpose on earth? And another part of that question is, what if you specifically came into Earth without a soul purpose? What if you're like, you know what? I'm in the non-physical. I'm just going to take a physical life form, and we'll just see what happens. We'll just see. I'm just here to experience. That is my purpose. I, maybe my purpose is to be here, is to not have a direct mission. Is that possible? Yes, I wrote about that in the book. Actually, yes. Some people's purpose is just to be here to hold the light on the space for other people. Absolutely. And that will be your sole purpose. So it's not the most... Not everybody has to come in here and be Gandhi or Buddha and change the world that way. Uh, most people won't be that enlightened by the time they leave this earth. Um, but basically, and it's so simple, it's here. But what I can tell you for sure is if you're not happy and you hate your life and you really despise your job, you're not living your sole purpose. So that's clue number one. Uh, because we, we, we are definitely conditioned into a society where we have to get a pension, we have to get a secure job that brings us into the future with safety and benefits. That right there can damper and, you know, help hold you back from your true purpose. Uh, because we were conditioned to get those types of good union jobs. Nothing wrong with them, trust me. My husband has a pension, and thank God he does, because... He retired early, and we're really able to have adventures now, thank God. But And that may be your sole purpose, too. You may be, want to have a union job. But if you don't, and you know that that's not why you were put on this earth to people are like, wow, this is not a job. This is just a paycheck. I don't feel like I'm changing the world doing this job. I hear this day in and day out, especially from the younger uh, generation, it's like even my own children, they know they have a deeper purpose. And a lot of the souls being born, even from the 1980s, have come here for a deeper meaning. All right. Well, you're talking about if you you say that, okay, if, you're, if you don't like your job or if things are pretty, pretty bad, maybe you're not living your sole purpose. However, what if you decided, okay, you know what, as a non-physical entity, I've been in the physical form 
10 lifetimes and all 10 lifetimes I was happy. I want to have a lifetime where I'm miserable. I want to know what it's like to be a human being, being miserable, knowing what it's like to hate my job. So, I mean, in one way, shape, or form, could you be here? Could your purpose, even though it's very considered to be bad, be part of your purpose here? Could, could, could you have actually, theoretically speaking, chosen to have a negative experience for the sake of experiencing it, knowing that you are, you know, come back into part of infinite consciousness, that this is one of many incarnations and you just chose to experience negativity among... Well, yes, that's... Of course, you can't have good without experiencing bad. You wouldn't know the difference of each. So the law, there are laws that govern our soul, just as there are laws that govern our earth, our planet. So I speak about those in the book as well. So the law of polarity absolutely uh, allows us to experience the opposite side of what we've once experienced, whether it be, and we do choose to balance out. So that's another law, the law of balance, to balance out our soul we have to balance everything right so everything in life is a balance so people say should i drink well if you drink within a balance you know alcohol or should i you know if i do this is it bad well within moderation it's probably not bad but people go to the extreme with certain things they don't understand that so yes that could be your purpose if to be honest with you, I don't know that I've ever encountered a soul that says, I want to experience a bad life. But I have encountered souls that say, I need to encounter the polarity so that I can appreciate the other or so that I can grow and learn more. So it's really all about growing, learning, and ascending into the highest expression of love. And love is the highest vibration there is in, in the whole universe. So, you know, we are going to have all types of different lives and experiences. And jam-packed in one life, you can, have, you can have, and you've seen this, where you've had people at the, depth, at the doorstep of death, you know, living on the street, going to the highest expression of being successful and helping to change the lives of others. For the next event... In one lifetime. So we could do it in one lifetime. I mean, as somebody, you know, just want to let everyone know that uh, Miss Russo and I have a few things in common. One, we're both from both from Long Island, both of Italian heritage. And my understanding is that, are you, did you also, were you also raised Catholic as well? Oh, yes, yes. Right. I, that was one of my biggest struggles. I went to Catholic school in the beginning. Gee, so we have both become, uh, we both graduated from the school of guilt. Obviously, I mean, how do you not grow? How do you not incarnate in that form and not know everything there is to know about guilt? That's why I'm like convinced that that ha there has to be some kind of lesson there to say, listen, you're going to come here, you're going to learn about guilt, maybe you'll move away from it, but that you do not grow up in that particular way, not learning everything there is to know about guilt. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, as a as a seven year old uh, child who was told by my mom and my my um, Catholic nun teacher that I was to go to confession or else I could not receive Holy Communion, uh, I always really rebelled against that, and I never believed that the soul of the priest was any more loved or better than I was. That, that was my argument with my, my uh, mom and my teacher. Why is he better? Why can't I go straight to God? And I kid you not, 
I would go in that confessional booth and tell lies because I didn't have any. Uh, what seven-year-old has these sins? Yeah. Did you, did you like, you know, uh, I, I played with Play-Doh when I wasn't supposed to. Oh. They forced me to lie when in, in a confessional booth. So I even knew at that time that it was just bogus and it was a crock. I knew that. My soul knew that. But I went along with it because I had no choice. But I really left it right after that. I never went again. I never, you know, I don't believe that I have to cleanse my soul before Jesus could look at me or talk to me or, or give me, I, I need absolution. So, yeah, that that's another conditioning that really conditions our minds to believe that we are not the mighty beings that we are. So religion, government, it's a bunch of institutions that have been designed to keep us down, to dumb us down, to make us feel that we need to follow the rules of these organizations rather than follow the internal compass that we've been given at birth. So I always say, wake up, people. You know the truth. You <laughs> well, have to break out of the matrix. You have to break out of the matrix. And I just want to let everyone know that uh, Miss Russo's book, Your Soul Purpose, Learn How to Access the Light Within. I've read it. I love it. There's a lot of information in there. I mean, it is jam-packed with questions. So it is not just you know telling tales. It is just like tons of information. Miss Russo, the final question is, what would you say would be the two takeaways you want people to, to have from your book? <laughs> You cut out the two yeah, takeaway yeah, of the, what? The, the two takeaways that you want people to have from your to take away from your book. Well, one of them is exactly what you just said. The G word, guilt, is controlling our lives, and there is no supposed to. I am supposed to do this. I am supposed to do that. I say, follow your heart. Okay, that is the number one takeaway. The heart is the compass. It knows why you are here. It knows the, the heart connects directly to the soul. That's the gateway into the soul and the soul's consciousness. So it has the information you need. It is the blueprint. It can, it's, like the, it's like the navigation ways. It will help you get there the fastest. If you open your heart and you receive love and you go to the highest vibration, if you, and I tell you how to do that in the book, by the way, how to um, unblock your, your heart chakra, because we all have grief. We all have trauma that we've lived through in our childhood. We all have trust issues. And, you know, we, we were taught it's a dog-eat-dog world. So we have to get out of that mindset and into our hearts. And once we do that, we will find that's the, that's the key right there. It unlocks all the mysteries of the universe. So when you vibrate with through the heart, you really can vibrate with your true soul purpose. And that's the takeaway. Love is the, the goal, right? So what's my soul purpose? Love will get you there. And when I say love, I don't mean like, you know, in the 60s, like, you know, free love and all that love power and all. I don't mean that kind of love. It's the love that just allows you to Open your heart and have compassion instead of hate. Love instead of fear. Awesome. Well, 
Ms. Kim Russo, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Again, Ms. Russo's book, Your Soul Purpose, Learn How to Access the Light Within. Ms. Russo is an incredible psychic medium. She's been on A&E's hit series, Paranormal State, Bio Channel, Biography Channel, Celebrity Ghost Stories. You can learn more about Ms. Russo by going to her website at kimthehappymedium.com. And then I mentioned Ms. Russo is a happy medium, upbeat, positive. Ms. Russo, great honor to have you with us. Ah, uh, that's okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of the Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our delightful guest, Miss Kim Russo, and special thanks, as always, to the Out of Limits of the Truth Radio Show virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Lisa Kaza, and Miss Constance Dallas. To learn more about the Out of Limits of the Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at outoflimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care and thank you so much for listening.